When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you a college student looking for extra guidance on how to figure out your life after college? Maybe you need to spice up your resume, find the best way to answer difficult interview questions, or you just want to be in the right mindset for determining your career path. My best-selling career ebook guide is now available on the official podcast website at whatfulfillsyou.com where you can also find the recent merchandise drop of the What Fulfills You Daily Signature Notebook, which is my go-to vegan leather notebook for writing down gratitude, priorities, meeting notes, and so much more. You can find all of this on the official website at whatfulfillsyou.com. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. Welcome back to another weekly bonus episode. So for those of you who don't know, my typical episodes are out on Tuesday, but more recently, I've been incorporating an extra episode on, well, now it used to be Friday, but now it is Thursday as of last week that I will be doing these bonus episodes, if there are any, during the week. And these bonus episodes are meant to be more of a... I guess, nugget of advice. So typically less of an interview, more likely a solo episode, and definitely more concise than most topics. And on today's episode, I will be talking about something that I realized I should have brought up sooner. But if you have been keeping up with me for a while now or listened to the more recent episodes, then you probably had learned that I quit my job recently. And, um, you know, backstory on that, if you are new to this, I basically, I graduated college in May 2019, fortunately, lucky timing, and I started a nine to five sales job back in November 2019. And then um, pretty much already at that point too, I did already have my skating dress business and I had um, other things going, but I wanted the corporate experience and wanted the sales experience because I do think that is definitely a uh, a trait a career um, path per se that everyone needs to experience at some point if you want to excel at any industry um, that's just my opinion and I think there are others out there that can agree to that but 
Um, pretty much COVID happened and I initially intended to stay at my corporate job for only, I would say like nine months. And then since COVID happened, um, I went with the flow for a little bit and then I launched my creative marketing agency, Lost Hatton, uh, back in pretty much December 2020. And... I had a timeline for myself that I would eventually leave by the springtime, but I wasn't concise enough and uh, it came to a point in April, so last month, when I realized that I was giving myself too much leeway and too much time kind of dilly-dallying around the job and balancing all the things that I do. So today's topic will be about speaking your future into existence because I'm not lying, that is actually exactly what I did and I had mentioned this to my father before I even quit my job and to a few others, including my team member, Sue, um, on our t- meeting today. And so I figured I should record an episode about this because I do think this is very applicable in any area of life, literally, whether it's your relationships, um, your career, obviously, your personal goals, your self-development, right? Right. So I guess I'm just going to dive into how I really did this. So in a sense, if you have heard of manifestation or law of attraction, this is ultimately what it is. Um, I do understand there's a connotation around manifestation in being very woo-woo and not very practical. I am going to be honest, I kind of lean on that end to an extent, but um, I do think I have a very practical approach to manifesting and law of attraction and I think for those who are gurus in that area uh, would probably agree with me I just think that on the surface level most people imagine manifestation and all that to be very uh, you know like oh I can manifest this and it happens right I think all of us can realize like no that doesn't happen you actually have to put in the work Um, but for starters for me when I was thinking about quitting my job I recognized that I was not giving myself a concise deadline. And I think the timing of how this happened was perfect. I picked up the book 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss uh, during the month of April. And I actually maybe end of March, I think, uh, going into early April. And I finally read it. And some something in the beginning of the f- couple chapters, he mentioned about Parkinson's Law and how you are more effective if you set a short and concise deadline. So he gave an example when he was at Princeton that, you know, certain circumstances came up and he had an essay due the following day and um, he went to his professor and asked for an extension. He only had 24 hours to finish it. And the professor said no because um, he felt that Tim, the author, was going to do just fine with his essay with only 24 hours. And Tim later learned that he, his professor was correct in that uh, what happened was Tim applied Parkinson's Law knowing the urgency that he needed to have the essay completed by. And for that reason, he had a stronger level of focus because he had such a short deadline. So that's what I ended up applying for myself in my job quitting process, but also other areas of life, which I can dive into another time. But today, I do want to focus on how I applied that mentality towards leaving 
my nine to five and then going into something again more aligned with me and already I would say financially practical so that's also part of the equation right so one of the habits I guess you could say that I started doing in early April was that I began to write down in past tense in my what fulfills you daily notebook actually so it's kind of ironic um, because it's in that notebook and a lot of my manifestation thoughts have been written down in that notebook which again is very aligned to this podcast but I wrote down every single day in past tense actually let me read it directly for you guys so I'm reading verbatim in my notebook I wrote in April 2021, I left my corporate job and went full-time with Los Hatton. And I wrote this down a couple times each day. And when I was out of town on vacation, like, or maybe traveling just because, you know, I had a friend's birthday or whatever, I would instead write this down in my phone because I wasn't always bringing around my journal and whatnot. So every single day leading up to the day that I was planning to leave, I wrote down in past tense that I had left my job. So what I was doing there was ingraining in my head and in my mind that I have already done this. And, you know, like, I don't want to say it was in the sense like I had already done this, but it was like, it's coming, right? Like, it's, I, I didn't want to say I'm going to because I don't know if there's data on this, but I do think if you're saying you're going to do something, it's not as promising compared to writing down as if it had already happened. So I was reading it in a sense to myself, like I wrote in April 2021, I left, right? So it was past tense, but it wasn't like formal past tense in a way because I was writing this down in the month of April so it was almost a mix of it's going to happen slash it it's it's happening Emily like there is no ifs ands and buts right and on top of that I also put in my google calendar on April 30th even though I actually left a week earlier than that I had put in my calendar and told some of my friends um that this day was going to be my last day I, in my calendar it was highlighted in red and it literally just said last day at insert company here <laughs> so i was starting to practice this concept of this is your deadline this is happening and it has already happened when may comes around you are going to be out of there it has already happened right so I did this every single day. This wasn't just a once a week thing or a once in a while thing. This was every single day. And even it came to a point where I told my dad that I was writing this down every day because it's happening. And I think when you start to build that kind of certainty and confidence around that happening, you start to push yourself towards the, that direction. I think if you hesitate on what it is that you want you don't give yourself a strong enough push. And I think you need to be the one to push yourself the strongest when it comes to going after whatever whatever it is you desire. Now, I do want to add here as well that I don't want 
those who listen to this podcast to ever think that quitting your job or not working nine to five is the ideal life because I am a firm believer in working in corporate or working in whatever works best for you. For me though, my brain is very independent. I'm a very uh, individualistic person and I tend to thrive in environments that offer me, um, I guess, ability to explore different avenues, right? Whether that's like a combination of music and art or like music and business and or maybe like writing and business, right? Um, Instead of just like one facet of a work environment. And I know that's rare, so uh, that's why I had to create that for myself. But please keep in mind, like I, a lot of the things that I have been working on, whether it's my agency or this podcast or um, anything I do within kind of like the media realm, a lot of it I have been doing for free or building up over time during college. So if you are in college right now, I always, always advise uh, to, you know, if you can work or intern or get experience shadowing someone, being mentored by someone um, and doing it for free or at least school credit where um, you can just take in the experience because that's exactly what I did and that's part of why I've been able to launch my own agency because I worked for a very small marketing agency when I was an intern. Like I did it for free for a semester uh, for like seven months and then I got a, you know, relative you know like an okay paid position after that for like a spring semester right so you always have to put yourself out there and try and I look at everything in life like a corporate job they always say it takes a while to climb the ranks climb the ladder climb the corporate ladder right but the truth is there is a corporate ladder wherever you go and even if you are an entrepreneur or if you are working for yourself as a freelancer or if you are working, you know, a less conventional job, no matter what it is, even if it is for someone else, but it's not corporate, right? It does take a couple of years to build the foundation of your name, your reliability, your um, ability to perform in that specific career, and I think that that's pretty much what happened for me. Like I was already practicing it during COVID and even during college, which if you go back to previous episodes, I have talked about the sacrifices I made during college, you know, especially junior year and senior year. Like I was rarely at parties. I was often, you know, um, trying to meet people outside of school and connect and network with people that I wanted to become more like. And that is primarily why I'm where I'm at today. Like I I cannot emphasize enough, I would not be in the current position I am, you know, having left a corporate job without having put in the amount of work I did back in school all for free or all for a hobby as you could maybe call it back then. If I was doing it for myself, it was, you know, just a hobby. That was what I was doing in my free time because I was like the base level person in a corporate job right and I was like trying it out so with that being said I just want to make sure um, I don't want to give off the message like that I think quitting your job is the right way to go is or the the way everyone needs to go I just think you have to understand where your values are and what aligns with you most and then figure out how to get more in that direction versus off track another point I did want to make is 
I do not believe in fake it till you make it. And I think some people may get it confused with the stuff that I was writing down. Like I said, I wrote down in past tense in April 2021, I left my corporate job, blah, 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 blah. That is not the same as fake it till you make it versus what I was doing was actually embodying the person I wanted to become. And I started to show up as that person and I started to be that person. Now, the reason why I don't like fake it till you make it because faking it is lying. And I wasn't lying to myself when I said I left my corporate job, right? Because, you know, technically it hasn't happened yet, but I'm saying it's going to happen. And I'm telling my mind, like, it's kind of like even in reverse. If you were to say, I started my job on April 30th and it's not April 30th yet, you're not lying, even if you haven't started it yet. You see what I'm saying? So what I was really trying to do was I was trying to ingrain in my brain what it felt like to become that person now, like to become the woman that actually does not work a nine to five anymore because again, that's what was aligning with me the most. And so another example I would give of that is, you know, when I was in... Miami, for example, I think this was like back in the second week of April. And even just when I was meeting new people, when they asked me what I did, which by the way, I, I do kind of hate that question because I think that is such a vanilla question to ask people, what do you do? Like, aren't there better questions to ask than what your fucking career is? But um, that's just my my thoughts. But when people asked me what I did, even though, or even if I was still in my corporate job, I didn't mention it. I instead just mentioned my businesses, which again, were all true because they were active. I was doing my business. I was making money. Um, that's what I was making for a living. But I didn't mention my corporate job, but that was not me lying either. Lying again is saying something that's not true. And by me not mentioning my corporate job, it was rather that I was starting to, again, embody the person that I am becoming, starting to live up to the person that I say I am, right? So your mind has to believe it, the way you walk, the way you talk, the people you associate with, that has to be part of your your aura, your character. And I was not just working on how I perceived myself, but I was also working on how others would start to perceive me as well, right? Because you don't want a dissonance between what you think of yourself and what others think. And again, I was certain I was I was doing this, that I was leaving. So there is no point in openly sharing, like, oh yeah, yeah I work this nine to five too, right? And again, I have no shame in working nine to five. I gained so much from it. In fact, I advise everyone, regardless of what you want to do, go work an eight to five and learn from other people. Do at least one or two jobs, um, especially if you are someone that wants to move on to your own thing eventually. Work for someone else or work for other people for, you know, while you can. And I had uh, Gabrielle Santiago, who's a celebrity interior designer on this podcast a couple episodes ago, and she mentioned the same thing before she quit her job. So um, just wanted to add that there. But like I said, I do not lie about who I am because 
I think that's just very embarrassing. And Kevin O'Leary has mentioned nothing sucks more than being called a freaking liar because also too, when you lie, you then have to remember what you said to that person because if you don't, you're going to be caught in the lie. So if you're always telling the truth, then you don't ever have to remember what you said. Um, so that brings me to my next point is that if people would ask me, um, you know, do you do anything else or do you also work a nine to five? Of course I would tell them, yeah, I do actually. I work in sales. Um, but, you know, relative to the time, again, that I was actually doing this process, by the way, like when I say relative to the time, I mean like in the month of April, that was the only time I was mentioning that I didn't, like I, that was, let me rephrase it. That was the only time that I was starting to not mention my corporate job because of what was to come. So this is not something I was doing like my entire you know, time at my corporate job. I always loved enjoying telling people that I worked in sales and whatnot. And of course, would talk about my businesses. But uh, back to the point, if people would ask me if I had a nine to five, which I don't know why someone would ask me that, like while I'm sharing about my businesses. But if they did, um, of course, I would tell them because again, no lying. Lying is not good. But then I would also mention my plans uh, to leave or how I'm planning to leave my corporate job and so forth. So again, always be truthful in the process, but start to embody and attract the energy of the person you are and you are becoming. A couple other nuggets I do want to add here. I wrote down that you speak out loud who you are and then you will become that. So my team member Sue and I, we talked about it today about holistic wellness and our personal beliefs on that. And I am a firm believer in the mind-body connection and how what you say is what you believe because your brain starts to be in tuned with what you tell yourself. So imagine if I'm writing down every single day, whether it's on my phone, notes app, or in my notebook by hand with a pen, if I'm writing down every single day, you know, for like three weeks straight in April 2021, I left my corporate job. Of course, my brain is going to just start to automatically think that's true. Like I write that down three to four times a day, of course, my mind is going to start to think that's just true, that, that, it's, that it's happening, right? And I found that very helpful in my process because it also, again, like I mentioned in the beginning, it pushed me forward a little bit faster because I hate lying to myself. I never lie to myself. If I am, if I am a certain, you know, bad trait, I tell myself that and then I work on correcting it. So same thing with this aspect is if I tell myself I have left and it's an event that has happened in this month and is going to happen, I will feel very, I don't know what the word would be, but I would feel very icky if I ended up reversing on my own word. (laughs) So I think just by writing it down, it kind of subconsciously forces you to like do it no matter what but you know by the time I was writing it down the first couple of times like I was already planning on it even if I had nothing going for me I think as an entrepreneur you have to be willing to take calculated risks and be willing to feel uncomfortable in that situation and I think when you are left in a zone where you're more hungry like I was in April 
you are going to force yourself to find any way to make it happen, especially in the financial aspect. One last thing I did want to mention as well, um, I wanted to mention two people that I know have done this and have spoken about it in terms of speaking things into existence and owning up to the person they are going to become. So Rachel Hollis is one of them. You guys may have heard of her. I believe she wrote the book, Girl, Wash Your Face. I think it's a very best-selling one. Um, And I remember on an episode she did a long time ago, this is probably two years ago that I heard this when I was a senior in college, but she talked about how she wrote in her journal every single day that she was a speaker at Dave Ramsey's, I think, like conference or something of that nature, like a speaker at that event. And then she eventually went on to do it. But she talked about how she wrote it down every single day for like, I don't know, maybe a year, maybe more than that. Um, And another person, someone I align with a lot, especially with his mindset, his, I don't want to say fully about his lifestyle. His is a little bit more work, work, work. But I love Ryan Serhant. He is a real estate, I think, agent or broker. I don't really know the difference. My bad, people. But um, I first discovered him on the show Million Dollar Listing New York during the pandemic. I started watching, I think, last April or May. So pretty much a year ago. And then I learned a lot from that show, actually, when it came to selling and doing sales. And um, later on, I just kept up with Ryan. I felt like his mentality was so applicable in my own beliefs and my philosophy in life. But he talked about how, you know, he he came from your classic middle class family, grew up in Houston, Texas. And then after school, he went to New York City to actually, uh, I think, to become an actor. He wanted to be on TV. I think he was in a soap opera for like, I don't know, a couple months and pretty much it was a very rough time trying to become an actor right everyone knows it's very hard to make it in the industry and then uh, later on he started real estate and pretty much when million dollar listing was doing their casting I think this was back in 2010 when they would ask him are you the best real estate agent in the world he would say fuck yes I am and he had only been doing real estate for like barely two years at that point and he would talk about how he just truly worked on embodying that right so again he has the same mindset about faking it till you make it he wasn't lying because again with the best real estate agent thing I think that is a very subjective view right so everyone could say oh I think you know, Fred is the best real estate agent or I think like Jim is the best or Susan, whatever. And saying someone is the best is, I think, obviously each person has their own opinion. So if Ryan believes that he is the best in the world, that's not lying because if he if he believes it and he walks it and he talks it and he takes action on it, like he his sales, his numbers, um, you know, I, I think when you believe that and you start acting on that too, because you realize like, oh shit, I have a standard to hold, uh, to uphold and he wants to get casted on the show, then he starts building upon that. So it's all about changing your energy and literally believing that you actually already are that and believing that you are the person you want to become in three to five years. I don't really like to think super far out because I do think things happen and sometimes it can be unpractical, but I do think it's very realistic to think of yourself in a two to three year period and be like, 
who is that girl? Who is that woman? Who is that person? Who is that individual? And how can I become her today? How can I start embodying those traits? Because in my mind, everything is about energy and everything is about who you are. And the moment you say you are a certain person and you start to do those things, it's like you're saying you're a fit person. If you're not at the gym every day, you're going to feel very icky about it because you're like, I say I'm fit, but I don't really work out that much. So change it. All you have to do is start going to the gym or working out five days a week, whatever that time period makes you feel like, all right, I am a fit ass girl. Like I'm doing this. And once you start to do that, you empower yourself to level up and push yourself to literally you know, speak whatever life it is you want into existence. I swear this is not some woo-woo shit. I know a lot of people can think that, but seriously, that's actually exactly what I did to leave my job. That was the last straw for me. I told quite a few friends, including, I can name them right now. I told Avery and Bree um, and my friend Mike Yu. There might've been one or two more. Um, all back in January or December, because this is like around Christmas time, I told Avery and... And, and my friend Monica, actually. They've all been on the podcast, by the way. So it's super funny. Um, but these people in my life, I told them back in December around Christmas time that I was going to quit in the springtime. My mistake at that point, or maybe it didn't, didn't end up being a mistake, but I simply did not have a deadline yet. And when you don't set a deadline, it becomes very gray. You start to lose sight of the direction you're going in. And your final destination. So when April came around and I was starting to feel a certain way about my job and my career path and just starting to feel out of alignment with Emily Elizabeth, that's when I knew I picked up the four-hour work week. It came at the perfect time. I saw Parkinson's Law. I realized like, holy shit, I need to apply this. I put it on my calendar. I told my friends, hey, hold me accountable to this. And if I don't like I owe you money, but I knew I was going to do it. So um, I'm grateful for the community that I could rely on as well to hold me accountable and to, you know, to be able to follow up with me and be like, hey, so did you do this? And I'd be like, no, like that's just freaking embarrassing, like to not uphold what you say. I think that's the number one thing with building confidence is that you have to keep up with what you say you're going to do and commit to it and keep your own promises. Alrighty, so that was all for today's episode. I hope this was helpful and maybe reflective for you and whether you are at the gym, walking your dog, going on an outdoor walk, driving your car, whatever. I hope this brought some sense of energy into you and I hope you can think of a situation in your life right now that you've been wanting to make happen. You don't know what it is that's holding you back but you realize like this came at the perfect time and you're finally going to just go fucking make it happen. So I hope this was helpful. And as always, uh, please be sure to share this episode on your Instagram story and tag us on at what fulfills you pod. And me personally, it's at Emily E. Duong. And before you head out, one more thing, be sure to check out all the merchandise available at whatfulfillsyou.com, especially the What Fulfills You Daily Signature Notebook. It's actually, again, the same notebook I used to write down my affirmations and what I ended up manifesting into leaving my nine to five. So uh, check it out. It's whatfulfillsyou.com. Everything is linked in the show notes and on the What Fulfills You pod Instagram as well. 
Thanks again for tuning in and supporting every week. I will chat with you all next week. Bye.